0: Not afraid to tell it like it is. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon till 3 on AM 900 CHML. Closing arguments in the Tim Bosma murder trial have wrapped up. And to talk more about all of this, Alex Pearson is with us, of course, covering the Tim Bosma murder trial and is on the line with us now. Hello, Alex. How are you today?
1: Hello there, Scott. I'm good, thank you.
0: Thanks for taking the time, as always. Uh, Obviously, the Crown wrapping up. Uh, You uh, were chatting with us, I guess, in and around the lunch hour, and they were heading back in to finish up. What happened uh, yesterday afternoon?
1: It was quite a stunning um, closing, and I have to give just a big round of applause to the Crown. They did a superb, superb job, really simplifying this for the jury and bringing it back to why we've been in that courtroom for the last four and a half months, and that's because three men went out in a truck, and one of them came, uh, two of them came back, and one man is dead, and, you know, you and I had gone over yesterday uh, how this jury, you know, he really cleaned up the, don't worry about who shot who, don't worry about the riff riffraff, don't worry about anything, um, you know, that he did it, he did it, it just matters If two people were there, two people planned, two people carried out this thing. And that's what matters. But what he did in the afternoon, it actually became quite emotional because he pointed out the thing that's just so obvious, is that Tim Bosma's not here to speak for himself. And so when you take this case and when you are deliberating, remember Tim Bosma. Who can't speak for himself, and it, and and he actually got rather, it appeared, uh, choked up, and um, and obviously it was quite emotional for the Bosma family, but it was I think he did a superb job of really pointing out the evidence that shows um, that these guys were celebratory. Marlena Menezes told the police that. She told the jury that. They were celebrating. They were happy the mission had gone well, that you can see the, the uh, moves to plan something back as far as 2012, uh, February of 2012, when they wanted to take a 3500. Then they got the gun. They got the Eliminator. And really, uh, it's important to point out that the Eliminator had never been used for animals ever. Mm. It had no animal DNA in it. It had none of that. It had only been used for human purpose. And again, if you were going to go incinerate animals for a living, they certainly didn't need an eliminator that big. Mm. This thing was for the size of horses and cows. So I, I thought that the Crown did a very, very good job, certainly pointing out that there's no way Mr. Smith was terrified of lunatic bells. Just no way, because he called him 63 times in the week following. And they hung out. Uh, for at least nine to ten hours he's calling them bro and saying you want to chill I mean if you're you know terrified of someone and terrified that your life might be in jeopardy I'm pretty sure you're not saying hey bro want to chill I wouldn't be so I think I think the, the jury has been left with a very clear picture of what they have to deal with but now it comes down to understanding how they can come to the conclusion that will come next Friday so we've jumbled around the schedule one more time next Friday, the judge will start his charge, which is the instructions on how they can come to their conclusion, and it will go into Monday. They will have their suitcases, bring them to court, and as of Monday, if we stick to this schedule, they will be out on deliberating uh, the verdict.
0: Uh, what was the reaction in the courtroom once the Crown rested and that was it? He finished speaking was there, what was that split second or two after he spoke like? Was it like a sigh of relief? Was it, what what did it feel like in there?
1: I don't think we can call it a sigh of relief. Certainly I think everyone became, it's kind of like the heavy lifting is now done for all of us Mm -hmm. and the Crown, so certainly the lawyers can kind of just, they've done all they can. And we've reported really all we can. So it now comes down to the judge who's got a crap load of work to do. He has so much work now that he has to do. He has to meet with the lawyers. They've got to go over what specific instructions. He would have been writing this thing all the way along, but certainly tweaking it and rewriting it um, and, and doing so, hopefully, in a very clear and simplified manner. I've been to charges where I come out going, I don't know what the heck they're talking about. Yeah. I don't understand this. So I think, you know, a good judge will simplify this thing, keep it simple stupid, so that the jury doesn't get confused. Uh, So he's got a lot of work to do up until Friday. And then there'll be some other little legal arguments that we can discuss after the jury goes out. And then, really, it's in the jury's hand, and they do the real heavy lifting. So I think they were probably brought back to the whole reason we're in that courtroom, and again, I repeat, it's for Tim Bosna. Certainly, defense lawyers are, like, hitting their radios right now saying, no, it's not, it's about the accused. I know that. It is about the rights and protecting the rights mm-hmm. of Della Millard and Mark Smith. But for anybody following this case, certainly, outside the legal, I mean, this is about justice for, for a, uh, a family guy, a father, who wanted to have another baby, who was planning to downsize his financial life, getting rid of the truck, maybe selling the house so that Charlene Boswell could stay home. Here's a guy, he pointed out so eloquently, that didn't have a mean bone in his body, that would not have fought back, that had these guys simply said, we want your truck, he would have said, take it, because he had so much to live for. And it just wasn't his nature to be like that. So it was, uh, I think, very emotional brought us all back to kind of the reality of this and the weight of what's being deliberated. But certainly, uh, you know, it was a bit of a closing chapter yesterday. Uh,
0: With that closing chapter, and and that's exactly what I'm thinking, we've got all the, you know, the final words from the Crown, the lawyers, whatever, that's it. After the charging of the jury, it's up to them. What, What was the accused reaction at that point? I mean, does it have a sense of finality at that point for them?
1: Well, certainly... They've done everything they can. I mean, th- this is it. That that was the last kick at the can for yeah. all the lawyers, to, to leave an impression with the jury. Um, and there's nothing else they can do now. So their fate now is solely in the hands of the jury. Um, Millard, uh, Smitch, <laughs> Smitch didn't do anything. He's, he's pretty emotionless. He's yeah. pretty uh, he just sits uh, stoic. Millard, you know, he rolled his eyes quite a bit, disagreed with what he was hearing spent a lot of time it looked like he was doodling we know he doodles mm-hmm. um, but really i think they know that that
0: as stella Millard said the jig
1: is up It's now all into the uh jury's hands
0: wow uh so uh what do after the crown finished saying what they had to say and wrapped up and there was that yep. pause what does the judge do at that point what is what happened at that point well
1: i think yeah uh, <laughs> If I'm thinking for the judge, I think he goes, Oh my goodness, I got a lot of work to do because he has to now. But
0: what does he say? How does he finalize this? How does he finish he off yesterday? It
1: by thanking the jury, sending them home now for a few days, and thanking them for their time. He's been very, I mean, in the last week, we've had to start standing for the jury as they come in, and that's a judge's discretion to do. Generally, um, the lawyers stand up only. For the accused, but in the last week, he has asked the entire courtroom to stand up, and I think that's in a show of respect for the jury, uh, just to thank them because. I think it's lost on a lot of people just how much time this has taken from yeah. their lives. I mean, think of your life, Scott. Think of being, you know, uh, given jury notice and then walking in and finding yourself picked for one of the biggest trials this country has ever seen. And having, you know, you tell your boss, i got to go for five months. Yeah. And think of it. Um, you know, you're not seeing your family as much. You're not allowed to talk about it. You know, your whole life is kind of put on hold, and you're not making any money unless yeah. your boss is really nice and paying you. Mm. Um, but their their lives have literally been completely uprooted for a very long time. So he is uh, making sure that they know that we are all thankful, that everyone's very thankful, and it's not gone unnoticed.
0: Wow. Uh, so this, in, in a sense, is the jury's last weekend uh, before... They're they're put in this position with suitcases and such, and don't come out till you cut a verdict.
1: Nope, they got next weekend too. So next
0: Friday. Oh, sorry. Yeah, like, but then the yeah. following Monday, right?
1: Yeah, and then he's putting them out Monday night. He didn't want them to sit on a weekend, given that it's a summer.
0: Mm-hmm. I kind
1: of shake my head at that, thinking I think they just want their life back. Get this going, so that even if they have to sit through one weekend, and get it, get it going. But, uh, yeah, they've got a bit of time to kind of relax now and uh, do whatever it is that they need to do. Once they go into um, sequetra- the sequestration, uh, they will not be allowed to have their phones. They'll not be allowed to check in. Obviously, if there's an emergency at home, they would be contacted and leave contact mm-hmm. information. But they're not allowed to talk to anybody. They're not allowed to be on social media. They're not allowed to be uh, watching TV. And certainly the judge reminded them, do not watch the media. Stay away Anybody about this because you need a clear mind to go in this, and the court of public opinion, as you know, uh, can be very, very uh, persuasive, and yeah. so you just don't want any part of it. And, and you mean, have to think how
0: difficult, how difficult that so must difficult. be over, so or even the, even the next two weekends. Difficult yeah. because
1: every time they go on the computer, they're probably barraged with faces exactly and and opinions. And hey, if they turn on the favorite radio station, certainly in Hamilton, we've been all over this story.
0: Yeah, you either and, have to and, look and away. You know. sister
1: stations have been all over this story. So think about how hard it is just to avoid it. Or you know, your kids come home from school and they say, "Mom, you're on that case with like." That's the yeah. kind of stuff that they have to say. I can't. I can't hear it. I can't talk about it. And yeah. it's all obviously the honor system. But certainly, with this much time um, invested in this. Even I feel very obligated to be very careful with how I, you know, present it. Because I don't want to be the cause of any kind of upheaval, certainly because we don't want to be that source uh, of more pain for the Bosma family. So think about the jury. They do not want to be the reason something, you know, goes awry in this. Uh,
0: Speaking of the Bosma family, what was their reaction uh, as this came to an end yesterday?
1: Very emotional because Tony Leach really, 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 you know, put it into basic uh, language that we can all relate to, that this poor guy just listed his truck, a dumb, dumb truck, piece of metal. Mm-hmm. And he came, he ain't come back. You know, Charlene was visibly moved. She is tough as nails, Scott. I mean, yeah. this is a woman who, I mean, good Lord, she's strong. And she's been through hell and back listening to this, listening to every brutal, brutal detail of her husband's death, you know, thinking that he came to her and said, you know, should I go? And, and she said, yeah, you want the truck back, and yeah. had put his little girl to bed, and they were planning to have more babies. I mean, think about that. I mean, it's just been brutal for her, and for Hank and Mary. I mean, the, the things they have heard, and all the brothers and sisters who have been in court listening, I mean, they're a tight unit. They're pretty strong. But it's very difficult
0: for them. And as we've talked before, that's the sad part about this: is that yeah. you know everyone wants to you know have an answer. How did this happen? Why would this happen? Why would this happen to someone who who no one would ever say a bad word about them? And then because, in the and then yeah. the end, you find out the real reason is or what the real reason is or what it appears to be, and you just yeah. you know you, yeah you have no more you have no more faith after finding out, do you really? It's sad. well, well,
1: as Tony Leach said sometimes just people kill. Sometimes people just kill. Yeah. I mean,
0: like, yeah, yeah.
1: would it feel better if you knew that the motive was, like, a crime of passion or because someone did something wrong? You're
0: right, yeah, yeah. Or no, or
1: just for the hell of it. Just yeah. for the hell of it.
0: And, and you know, he's remi- Tim Bosman, this whole scenario has reminded us of that, that there are bad people out there, unfortunately. I mean, I'm
1: sure that if this hasn't changed people's behavior, I mean, if you don't know that you're selling a car and you should do it in front of a police station... Everybody, I will never act the same on social media as far as this case is concerned. And and, and a lot of people I know have changed their habits because of this.
0: Valid point. Alex Pearson has been with us, of course, covering the Tim Bosma murder trial. And, uh, of course, closing arguments uh, have happened. And now we wait for the charging of the jury from the judge. Alex, thanks very much for the time and insight. Much appreciated.
1: My pleasure, sir. Have a great week. Take
0: care. You too.